Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Right. So, all right. Well, before we start tonight, let's uh, let's deal with the breaking news, as they call it. Yes, the petrol shortage. <laughs> no, something far more uh, alarming yes. to some, um, wonderful to others, and that's uh, RTD coming back to the show. Yeah. I saw someone the other day that said RTD2 should be the name. It's like, oh, okay, that's clever. That's well, that's not bad, is it? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I couldn't. I, I I both couldn't believe it, and also can believe that they'd do it. I'm I'm not sure what my feelings are, but but I'm not. Everyone's going. Oh my god, this is amazing. We're back to quality. Who? I bet you'll bring back David Tennant. I bet you'll bring back Ray. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, I I there was a reason he left. Mm. His Doctor Who by the end of the Tennant era becomes so stale and. The fans hated it, and yet everyone's going, no, 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 it's going to be the best thing ever. I, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a step backwards, I feel. I don't... Surely there are other showrunners, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, that you can give a crack at it, you know, rather than bringing someone back. Yeah. I mean... You, I, you want to move forward, don't you? You don't want to... Yeah. Because I think this either signifies that there's two ways of thinking about it, isn't it? They're either going... Okay, he was a, he brought it back. He was a secure hand. We want Doctor Who to be back up in the ratings. Let's let's see what he can do with it, which I don't think is the case because at the moment the BBC doesn't seem to really care much about Doctor Who. Um, or the other thing is, no one else wants this. We don't want to put any thought into it. Mm. Get that bloke back that did it before. Yeah. I, that's my sort of gut feeling that what's happened. I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think. <laughs> you know. I do. I do still think there's a case of uh, buyer beware in mm, this. Yes. Because because I think I, I I pretty much reckon that we can all guess who's going to be the next Doctor, uh, and it'll be uh, the um, gender fluid actor that was in his latest mm. uh, show. And it's like everyone's going, no, no, you, uh, no, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I, I've got a uh, horrible feeling it's going to be like, um, well, there's a pun, instead of the Emperor's new clothes, the Emperor's who clothes, you oh, know? Oh, very good, yes. Yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be so ecstatic yeah. that he's back and they won't be able to see what is right in front of them. Yeah, I, I, well, I think um, I think this fits in with what, what we're reviewing tonight because cause I think there's so many people are going to be going, whoever it is, it's not Chibnall. Mm-hmm. Rather than is this person doing the best job or whatever. So I think I think you'll have that honeymoon period where people will try and convince you that whatever. I mean, it might be the best thing ever. It might be. I'd be happy if it was. But even if it's the, the worst stuff ever, people will go. No, no, it's better than it was. No matter what. And then I think you'll get about a year in. You'll get the fan backlash. Yeah. And then RTD will funny? be like JNT. It's funny how a fandom works like that, because we Ooh, had it with Star Wars, didn't we? That when, yeah. when each one of the yeah. new Star Wars sequel films came out, everybody loved it, and after about yeah. a year, they suddenly they saw it yeah, in a I, new light and started yeah. attacking it. It's like when um, um, Force Awakens came out, and everyone was going, oh my God, Star Wars is back. It's not the prequels. This is the greatest thing ever. And then a few reviewers were sort of going, well, isn't it the same story? So shut up. Yeah. It's it's introducing it to a new generation. These mm. characters. I mean, look at the look at the possibilities for Ray. Oh, these characters are great. Yeah. And how, now it's just it's hate. I think the I think the new ones are hated more than the prequels now, aren't they? People are going. Well, perhaps George Lucas knew what he was doing. No, they were shit as well. <laughs> yes. You know. Just because it's a different type of shit doesn't mean to say that the original shit isn't shitty. It's still shit. Yeah. 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 
Oh well, well, well. Let's see. Let's see what happens yes. in the next yeah, this, uh, couple of years. Yeah, because this is um, this is Chibbers through and through, isn't it? This one we're doing tonight. Yes, and yeah. also, I mean, this story. You know, I think, I think for me, this is the quintessential new who encapsulated for me in that this story is a boring <laughs> instantly forgettable story filled with unpleasant characters that irritate me um this that yeah this is every problem i've got with new who is in this story that's some smell what is it garlic wait everyone stop look it's like the ground's moving a big feast of lives. Nobody move. Don't let them touch you. I'll squeeze the life out of you. Yes. Squeeze the life from all of you. The talk is to distract you. That's how they were designed in that laboratory. You can't save them. We smell your fear too. The strongest of all. Your fears have got a dozen lifetimes worth. A dozen lives will take you first. Remember any facts, Ryan? As we climbed? It's lighter than air. Yes. It smells like garlic and lighter than air. That's right. And one other thing about it. But we'll all have to dig deep for that, right? We're talking about. What are you doing? Shut up and dig up, so. You bleed, but you're scared too. For yourself and for others. Yeah, well. Who isn't? Afraid of your own news. We see deeper, though. Further back. What did you just say? She doesn't know. What are you talking about? What can you see? We see what's hidden, even from yourself. The outcast, abandoned and unknown. Um, I, I don't remember it. I know I watched it. I had vague memories of it when certain parts happened. It's like, oh, I do remember this. The, 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 the new characters we meet in it, I took an instant dislike into, and I just didn't care about anything that was happening on screen. Yeah, th I, I think you're right that this is this is sort of quintessential New Who in that it looks gorgeous. I think this is the most cinematic Doctor Who has ever got, and I think ever will be. So, like the shots look great, and the, the what you're seeing looks good, but there's absolutely nothing of substance under it. No. Um, and you're right. Yeah, I there's yeah. I the the regular cast members I think are are, are good in this. You know, Graham's nice and that. But yeah, the the, the what three new characters we get. Um, one of them, the 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 male one is like trying to be. They've tried to write him as this hard man. You know, Ray Winston type gangster with a heart of gold, and it just doesn't quite work. The female character is the sympathetic, um, you know, ge gender fluid type character that that you know is meant to be audience identification. And then you've got weirdly the uh, the evil, untrustworthy um, Arabian-looking guy. Yes. When and when he appears in his Arabian tent, Arabian music starts up, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Oh, all right. Well, let's let's uh, talk about it then, because yeah. um, it it was a surprise to me that we go straight into the credits. We've got no pre-credits anymore. Yeah, you don't. Um, well, yeah, because um, it's always a surprise when we hit uh, Jodie Whittaker's era, because yeah, there's no pre-credits, and it it always it always surprises me. And then I go, oh yeah, I like that. It's quite good. I don't like you know. I think straight in is much better. Um, but yeah, it it does come up as a shock after when we're doing this uh, this podcast. Yes, because you yeah. get used to it, don't you? Yeah, and the story before this that was the Tim Shaw one, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. I don't remember them floating in space at the end yeah, of that so story. Right, Is right that what happened? Yeah, right at the end, the doctor's uh, in the garage, and um, she's saying that she's built this thing that's going to bring the TARDIS to them, and then when she switches it on instead of the TARDIS appearing they all just appear in space in a very sort of Douglas Adams way um, and that was the episode ending. Oh I don't remember um, that and we covered not, that. A, yeah I was going to say not that long ago we covered it. It's nice that that's stuck in your mind though. Um, <laughs> but yeah we get this sort of very, like I say very Douglas Adams idea of being rescued from imminent death in space an improbability factor at 
So, yeah, improbability indeed. Uh, Are you telling me that they appear in space and in the instant that they've got to still be alive, that's when the spaceship arrives? Yes, yeah. The chances of that, eh? Well, it's, I mean, Douglas Adams made a huge thing of the improbability of it and that was the only reason that worked is because he had invented the improbability drive drive. that rely and created these improbable events to get around this and poke fun at this sort of writing that is very improbable Um, because also this goes a step further it's not that a ship turns up and rescues them it's that two ships turn up yes and rescue half of them each yes yeah in that split second so yeah you've got ryan and graham in one with this gobby pilot and then you've got the doctor and yaz picked up by the bloke yes and then we've got something about there's a planet called desolation which has moved yeah. What was that Which, all about? What 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 relevance is that the planet has think, moved? Did I miss something? I think it's this is sort of when when you're writing a, a story or a novel, you sort of come up with little ideas to justify other things, but they shouldn't become the main thing. So I think the whole justification of this is that why is the TARDIS out of sync and can't appear? Oh, I um, should we say that the planet's moved? And I think that's the only justification because it, it it makes no sense because. They sort of mentioned that, oh, it makes the race more difficult. But that's not what happens in a race. You don't hide the finish line or one of the waypoints. If you hide the finish line, where do you yeah. know the, where the finish line exactly. is? Exactly. It's a, it's, a it's a bit of a quandary, that, isn't it? Can you imagine if they, like the London Marathon, and everyone's running down one way, and they've got, <laughs> we, we've put the finish line in Hackney. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't quite work. So, so, so the TARDIS... We, we later find out is on yes. this planet called Desolation, yes. but yeah. it's it, it's on a loop and it keeps phasing in and out. Um, yeah, because the planet's moved, it can't get a grip or something. Right, so right. Okay, yeah. so so if the planet hadn't moved, the TARDIS was beaming the four to the TARDIS. To the TARDIS, yes. Since when can the TARDIS beam people to it? It hasn't got teleport. No. Uh, well, I don't know whether that's the device that the Doctor made, but I got the impression in, in the Tim Shaw episode that the device the Doctor made was like a TARDIS call-in device. To it call was, the tar- yeah, TARDIS exactly. to them. Yeah. But in this case, instead of the TARDIS moving to find them, it's brought them halfway across the galaxy and put them where the planet should be, so, which unfortunately is, is in space, which is yeah is a very weird sort of idea to do. So in, in a, an incredibly split second... The planet moves just at the instant it brings the four to it. The planet and the TARDIS moves. They arrive where the TARDIS would have been. They arrive in space, and at that exact same second, that's when the two spaceships arrive as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, hugely improbable. Hmm. So the first ship crashes. Yes. Then the second ship comes down. Yeah. Well, and the first ship lands, doesn't it? The first ship lands. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, we see it it's there. the second it's one. A very nice shot. Again, I, I've no, I've no objection to how this looks. I think it looks very, very high budget. Yeah, this isn't a quarry in Surrey. No, no, no. Is I don't it? know where they filmed this. I'm presuming somewhere. Far it's away. South Plastic Africa. Junk it. Ah, is that what it's it is? South Africa. Yeah, and <coughs> um, you know, yeah, it's most definitely not a, 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 yeah. a windy, windswept quarry, and. When you see, especially at the end, when you see the TARDIS there in a landscape that we've never ever seen before in Doctor Who, it always reminds me of. Um, do you remember the old Doctor Who New Adventures stories? And the cover would always have oh, like yes. the TARDIS in yeah. a jungle or somewhere yeah. that the, somewhere BBC the BBC budget could, afford, could yeah. never go. You know, yeah. yes. on top of a Mayan temple or something like that. You know, it's always a little bit jarring. It's like the Paul McGann movie where you start seeing the TARDIS in Vancouver, I mean San Francisco. Um, <laughs> and it just looks wrong because you're, this is not what you're used to. We've had decades yeah. of, yes. of, of filming around the yeah. home counties to represent other exactly, places yeah. on the planet. If it, if it doesn't look like the home counties, it doesn't look alien to me. No, no, you know? not if you're a Who fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so the first ship lands and they all get off and Graham gets some nice little one-liners and that. Um, and then as they're weirdly walking along an already existing sort of crash uh, trough, I don't yes. know what it's meant to be otherwise, um, we do get a, a really nice sequence of the ship appearing and coming down. It's yeah, yeah, that's good. It. Yeah, 
Um, and the interior of the ship I thought was nice, in, but very alien again. That's what they're going for, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. the alien look. Um, but yeah, the planet the planet's called Desolation for some reason, presumably because it's desolate. I wonder if that I wonder if that is a homage to sort of Terry Nation's planet naming. Oh, maybe. You yeah. could be. Yeah. We'll, we'll let them off for that one. Um, and then, yeah, the ship crashes, just misses. And this, this isn't just unique to uh, to Doctor Who, but whenever something's coming down to crash and it's coming down on a vertical path, moving horizontally forwards, everyone always runs with the craft. No, run yes. under it. Yes, yeah. You've, 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 it's gone over you at that point. Yeah, go towards it, yeah. 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 Mm. All right, so... If we move forward to where they find this tent, they, they, they set off, don't they? They find this tent, yes. and we've got Art Malik inside, as you say, yeah. with a bit of Arabian music. Yeah, I do. I, I did like the, the line when I think the Doctor says, what is it? And the guy goes, it's a tent. I yeah. go, okay, that's, I like that. That's <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, um, but is it all, it's all a hologram. It's all a hologram. I thought, I thought only he was a hologram, because at one point they go over and pick up some stuff from a table... Um, so I don't know whether it was all meant to be a hologram or what, but he's certainly a hologram. Well, at the end, you know, he leaves with yeah, the two with, pilots yeah. and the tent. So, so I perhaps the tent was there, and I, I, I'm not sure. But yeah, we go inside and we get this very sort of um, on-the-nose Arabian music. It would be the the equivalent of we meet a Chinese character and you get the... Uh, no, 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 It's like, mm, no, don't do that. No. no. So this bloke, Also, because he's, uh, because he's vaguely uh, Arab-looking, he's immediately portrayed as um, untrustworthy. Yes, yep, yep. Um, I don't know who he is. What, what, what is Art his Malik. name? Yeah, I know, I know it's Art Malik, but what's was... his character's name? Did he Oh, character, name? no idea, no idea. Um, because he's behind yeah, this rally, isn't he? He's yeah, he's he's arranging. I mean, they they say it's like the Paris Dakar, Paris Dakar mm. rally. Um, but I, I I don't quite understand his motivation. He says he's he's got a load of money, so he's passing it on somehow to. Why don't he just help these people? Why does he make them do a rally? Because there's four thousand who starts it, yeah. and, and these two, you know, rather irritating people are all that's left they're, they're, they're the finalists aren't they yes and yeah, we've, luckily we've missed the the 3998 other people getting killed yeah I, I mean yeah, they're there for the final challenge but we don't know actually what all the other challenges were yeah. um, rather rather anticlimactically Art Malik's character's name is Lin Lin? yeah double L-I-N Oh, now, okay. I can't, now I can't help but think of him as Lynn, L-Y-N. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Lynn. Mm, oh. It's Lynn from the tent department. Yeah, Lynn. Um, tent Lynn. Yeah, tent Lynn. Um, it's the only time that the, uh, the, the this script could be described as intense, though. So, it is. That is the only part yeah. of, the, yeah, the, of this yeah. show that is, yeah. Did you... Um, do you remember anything that uh, Yasmin does in this episode? I I've, think. I've looked at my notes and I can't think of anything that she does. No. <laughs> yet again. Yeah, yet again. No idea. Um, we do get one thing that I thought was going to go on and, and be relevant, but then they never make mention of it again. Is So, uh, Graham, or one of them, it might have been Yasmin, perhaps that's what she did, uh, points out that how can they understand these people if they're aliens? And the doctor looks on the back of their neck and says, oh, um, medical implant that lets you... A babelfish. It's just Douglas Adams, this yeah. um, that lets you understand it. And I thought, oh, OK, I wonder if if that's going to be used throughout the series. But uh, no, never mention again. Right. Okay. Bit of lazy script in there. Yeah. The script also has it that this final challenge is the first to get to the ghost monument. Yes. Which appears every 1,000 revolutions. Um, yes. And, and then we get the reveal that it's actually the TARDIS. Yeah. I don't know, because normally uh, when you say revolutions, you mean like a planetary revolution, but I'm presuming they're meaning like years rather than days. So is are they on about the planet revolves around the sun once? That's a revolution. I don't know. It's a bit know. confusing. But you get the feeling this ghost monument is now a, 
uh, a sort of a, a legendary thing. So I imagine it's been there for for millions of years, appearing on this planet. But it's the TARDIS. The ghost yeah. monument is the TARDIS. It's the TARDIS. Or is yeah. it the building that... No, 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 it's, it's, it's the TARDIS. So I, I, I imagine it's been stuck in this time loop. Um, but, I, but then when was the planet moved? Because they say the only reason it can't appear is because... So moving the planet, did that mean that it immediately got sent back millions of years? Or Well, it might not have been there for a very long time because they do say it phases in and out of a loop. Yeah. So, you know, it might only be a couple of days for the TARDIS. Well, that's true, I suppose, yeah. Time is relative and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, but, yeah, they, they call this the, uh, the Rally of the Twelfth Galaxy. You can win 3.2 million, no, trillion crim... I don't know what is that. Could be about two pounds. I hate million, made up it? currency names, yeah, don't you? It never works, does it? No. Um, but then, evidently, the loser is left stranded on the planet for some reason. Hmm. Um, but what I don't understand is, is th- this rally is is sort of talked about as if it's happened many times before because they don't say this is our one, you know, our one chance to win this amount of money. It's like. They talk as if this has happened before, you know. Oh, the loser always gets stranded on the planet. Blah, blah. So, is the ghost monument always the finish line? I guess so, yeah. But you, you would think that if if this is known about that this is the finish line, wouldn't you scout the planet out or something beforehand before entering? Yes. Un- unless you're not given the opportunity, maybe the last challenge before this is the location, and that's could why be, the planet yeah. keeps moving. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that that could be. That's uh, not a bad point. That could be it. How do you how do you move yeah. a planet? Uh, I don't have a very big pickup truck. <laughs> oh, well, the do- yeah. didn't the Doctor move the Earth using the TARDIS? Yeah. Towing it, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So the the Ghost Monument is the TARDIS. Yes. Why is it called a ghost monument then? I presume because it, it fades in and out and it doesn't look very corporeal, does it? It doesn't it's... look like a monument, it's a blue no. box. Well, I, I don't yeah. I was going to say we don't know what the monuments might look like on this planet, but we know exactly what their buildings look like because we've seen a load and they're fairly normal. Well, um, alright, let's talk about these buildings because yeah. to me, these buildings, when they get there, it looks like a ruined butlins. That's what I thought. It's a holiday camp in somewhere that's been run down yes um, yeah it again it, it, it all looks great um, but in a slightly weird way mm. um, and yeah so they the, the, the idea is that they've got to get oh because yeah, before that we have, we, have, we have this interminable boat trip so the water on this planet is full of microbes that eat you mm-hmm. um, which reminded me of the um, the very low budget but excellent uh, 60s movie, The Flesh Eaters. Yes. Which is yep. a good film, I enjoyed that. Um, but that never goes anywhere. I was thinking, oh, someone's going to fall in. Someone's yep. going to put their arm in and come out with a snow, nothing. So I don't know what the point of that really was, um, other than that this, this planet is dangerous. Um, but yeah, they go on this, this boat trip uh, and then we get this sort of period where the story just stops mm-hmm. and everyone starts discussing their feelings yes um, it's all backstory and stuff like that it's, yeah. it's nonsense yeah it's 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 very clumsily handled um, and I do like the bit where Graham and Ryan volunteer says oh we can repair an engine and I said, oh can you because you're a bus driver and Ryan doesn't seem to know anything. And then they get there and look at it and go, yeah, it's not like an engine, is it? What were you expecting? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then shortly after that, that's when we get our um, um, uh, sniper bots. Yes. These robots that can't aim very well. Yeah, I don't know why they're called sniper bots, because they, they don't yeah, snipe. They, they don't snipe at all. I mean, no one seems to be particularly qualified at doing anything, because you've got this... I don't know what type of character they're aiming for. I think it's like a hard-boiled, you know, Raymond Chandler-esque type guy. This pilot that with mm. the cigar. Um, I what? do like. I do like the heavy-handed. This cigar causes a flame when you click your fingers. 
remember that for later, kids. What could possibly <laughs> yeah, that, what could that be for? possibly do with that? Um, so he, he walks up, and he walks straight through a very obvious red laser light. Yes, yeah. Um, and then it, that activates these sniper bots, um, who weirdly have a, uh, a target range. Yes. <laughs> Not quite. Can, so what are they doing? Like when no one's there, they go. They're they're practicing. Why would a why would a sniper robot need to practice? Who who's in charge of these robots? I don't. Presumably Art Malik. But were these here on the planet before? I get the feeling they were, because we eventually find out that this planet was attacked by the um, Tim Shaw's people, don't we? Yeah. Who um, forced scientists to make weapons? Yeah. They weaponized yeah. everything. So they so, built the robots. Yeah. I, if I'd have been the um, the Tim Shaw's people, I'd have asked for my money back. Yeah. We've designed these amazing robots that can shoot everything. Can you, you demo it? <laughs> do you know the rumour about what that... Well, I was going to say people. One particular person on Reddit, before this uh, story oh. was transmitted... Authoritative, and, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, saw an image of, of these uh, sniper bots... Uh, oh. Uh, of what he reckoned they were. He reckoned he had an exclusive inside knowledge. Oh, go on. No, hang on. Let's have a look. So they've got one... Well, they look like... They look like just modern tactical gear with someone with a towel over their head over top of a, an old security camera lens. Mm -hmm. um, so, what classic creatures have we got? The only one I can think of with one eye is Alpha Centauri, but that would be strange no what, what did they think they were apparently the rumor the exclusive he had is these are pure strain sontarans okay <laughs> yeah okay yeah no response Sontar to that is there <laughs> sontarans renowned for being short muscular and these yes. are tall thin robots yeah Okay. I love fans, don't you? <laughs> no, not really. Um, <laughs> so we have this stupid scene where Ryan decides he's going to go out and take them on. Yes. Fails and then comes back in again. Yeah. Yeah, he, he says uh, something like, I was born for this, I've played Call of Duty. Mm. Runs outside and shoots them all. And then they just get up. Because yeah. for, for once, ro these alien robot things have designed weapons that can't hurt themselves. Yes. It's like, well done, finally. That, that makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? Finally someone's done that. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it. It was it was Ryan gets so little to do that I thought, okay, it's a nice throwaway jokey line. But it doesn't really fit the tone. No. The, it is a again, stupid yeah. thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it's very silly. So he runs back in and then we get like the most obvious cliched way of getting rid of robots and the doctor um, does an EMP. Yes. And they all go, what was that? How did, what's that? And she has to explain what an EMP is to him. And it's like, Ryan, you've played Call of Duty, mate. One of the weapons is an EMP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you not know this stuff? Um, and Yaz is there as well. That seems, that's all you can say about yeah. her. She's there as well. Graham doesn't do much apart from no, putting on a pair of sunglasses, really. Yeah, he, he gets a couple of nice little one-liners, but then doesn't really do anything. It's a bit of a waste for him. Because mm. I do, you know, I still maintain he's the strongest thing in this era. Yes, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. 100%. He would yeah. have a great doctor. I would have watched that. Well, you never know, RTD. Well, it could be. Let's he bring everyone back. He might be doing it. He might be doing what, it. What would you do if he brought back um, Tom Baker as a doctor? It would kill him. It would absolutely. It make it the first episode <laughs> recording, but what about if he brought back John Barrowman as the Doctor? Well, I, I, do you know what? If they if if they brought back John Barrowman, I, I, I hope they do bring John Barrowman back as Captain Jack. Well, he is an um, RTD creation, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I hope they do. Um, but as the Doctor. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to see play the Doctor. Well, actually, I do know Michael Sheen would be my ideal choice to play the Doctor. Do you know whose mine is? Who's that? Caroline Munro. Yeah, that's true. Well, mm. All right, so that's when they You'd find... You'd have to buy the discs then. Oh, I would. Boy, would I. I'd get a 4K TV and everything. <laughs> would you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's when they find the writings on the floor from the scientists saying yes. about how they've been uh, forced to make weapons out of everything by the Stenza. Yeah, why have they written it on the floor in massive, great, big letters like that? That the Stenza could easily read? Yeah. 
Well, I sort of think that's the sort of thing you hide somewhere in it or write on a document, mm. as opposed to massive great big letters on the floor. Um, yeah, so the it, it 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 shoehorns in part of the story, I suppose. That this because they the doctor for some reason keeps making this this thing about saying the mystery. Forget the race. The mystery is what happened to this planet. There's a deep mystery here, and then it's like, oh, it's not a mystery at all, is it? No. And it doesn't do anything. It doesn't doesn't add to anything um, but yeah the Stenza this is the Stenza's weapon creation dump yes um, and they force these the people on the planet to make weapons for them including um, um, cloth yes which is basically our adversary of the week our adversary yes who I apologise I'd forgotten only appears for about 4.2 nanoseconds yes and, and basically our, our rags that can float in the air Yes, they're sentient rags. That I, I could quite work out what their backstory was because the doctor says, "Oh, they've been designed to mop up the um, the wounded." I was like, "What wounded? Was there a lot of wounded?" I don't. That's know a good point because you yeah. see you see the rags throughout the place or yeah. in the sand, and you think that they're just you know. Yeah, just rags. Yeah. Just rags, but they are sentient. Yeah, they're sentient sentient creatures. Although they're, they're sentient creatures that the doctor's happy to burn to death, a bit cruel. Um, but yeah, they so they they go over the face of the uh, the annoying fat man, um, whose name I've no idea what his name is. What was his name? Let's have a look. Annoying. Fat his name man. was Epzo. Oh my god! <laughs> so like I choke on my food a, then. Yeah, it's like something out of a 1960s Doctor Who annual, isn't it? Epzo. The doctor oh. met Epzo. Um, Not even Terry would write that. No, no, Terry would have called him uh, Tarrant, I think. Yeah, Epso Tarrant. Epso Tarrant, yeah. So, prototype Tarrant. He, um, yeah, he goes and lays down. I can't remember why. He, he's tired or something. And um, these these rags attack him and try and kill him. And that, I think that's why the doctor thinks that they, they get rid of the wounded. Um, How? I don't know. They can't eat them. They haven't got mouths. Yeah. It doesn't seem... I think this weapons production plant, they're, they're not very good at their job, are they? Because they've created sniper bots that can't shoot straight. Mm -hmm. And their main weapon is an oily rag that smothers people. Yes. <laughs> but is highly flammable. And presumably, all these things have killed everything on that planet. That's yes, why it's yes, wipe, Exactly, yes. Wiped out every living thing on the planet, uh, other than the microbes in the water. Okay. Um, Birds, everything. I don't know how they've wiped out the birds, to be fair. Mm. Um, mm. I don't know. Um, weirdly, I, I, their voice, I thought, that's a familiar voice, so I looked it up, and it's Ian Gelder playing the voice. Who's Ian Gelder? Uh, he was in... Um, I, I've actually met him. He, he was in Game of Thrones. He played oh, yeah. uh, one of the characters. <laughs> There's so many characters in there. Uh, yeah, a, a good actor. Um, but he only does like about three lines. Maybe got paid well. Yeah. My question is, how can they talk if they haven't got mouths? Rags can't it's... talk. Hmm. Well, that's a t-shirt there. Um, I think that's true of a lot of <laughs> Doctor Who monsters, though, isn't it? I mean, we had that with the uh, Fisher King last week. Yeah. He, he had a naughty lady garden on his face, didn't he? He did. And he could talk. Mm. Um, and these rags, yeah, so they, they, they go through these tunnels that can lead them straight to the Ghost Monument without any faffing about in that butlins um, and they come, they come up and the, uh, the the rags are surrounding them in a very CGI way um, the rags are surrounding them I mean yeah, all, all, that sums up all, really, all these yeah. phrases we're coming out with yeah. tonight oh good grief yeah so so the rags are surrounding them and the rags evidently part of what they do even though they didn't do it with the other guy but part of what they do is they they sap your will by being a bit sarcastic. Mm. Um, which, to be fair, if I was designing a weapon, that's, I'd invent the sarcasm rag. I, I think that's a good thing. There's another t-shirt. That's another t-shirt. And they say to the Doctor, um, and this this is either a very forward planning by Chris Chibnall, or it's a throwaway line that you then had to justify. But they say, they describe the Doctor as a timeless child. <laughs> mm -hmm. The orphan with no family or something like that um, and and she gets a bit upset but then 
they realise they smell and they realise they've got um, oh, uh, not propane, some inflammable gas. Oh, what was it? What is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget now. But Ryan recognised it because he did a like a, a, a YTS scheme, yeah. yeah. Um, and he knows it's flammable. Because he, to be fair, they got to give him something to do. Mm. Um, I don't know why they didn't give that line to Yaz though. She literally does nothing in this. Nope. Um, so they they realise, and I do love that the doctor says, "Dig, dig, dig a hole," and they each scrape out about a centimetre of earth mm. and lay down. And then because this gas is lighter than air, it's above them, and they throw up the cigar that you then click your fingers. And it ignites. That doesn't seem a safe cigar, does it? That anything that sounds like a clicking finger is going to make it explode in your pocket. Yeah, it's you not know. thought through, is it? It's not well thought through. So that ignites all the uh, the, the dangerous rags, and they're gone. And it's like, oh god, we ain't going to have much to talk about. Um, and then they just walk to the to where the, the ghost monument is, and the tents oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and yes, Arab art is in there as well. Yes, yeah, old um, Lynn. Mm. Oh dear. Um, yeah, he's there, and they so they're th- the the two race people are threatening each other, and the doctor basically says, you know, why don't you just join forces? So they go down and say we're joint winners. Um, and Art Malik goes, yeah, no, that's not how the rules work. Quite rightly, that's not how the rules work. And then the um, the miserable fat guy goes, uh, if you don't let it win, I'm going to track you down. Now, you could have threatened that at any point. Why even take place in the race, then? Didn't, that, didn't the fat guy just lose his ship? How is he going to track yeah. him down? His spaceship's just crashed. Yeah. Also, he's, he's literally got nothing. Yeah, no spaceship, no home planet, no nothing. And yet, a threat is enough for Art Mallet to go, OK, I'll bend the rules and yeah. both win as well. Done. Clap, clap, clap. Um, and then another line that I thought was quite nice was when um, the doctor says, you're going to take us away? And he goes, no, and just disappears. Yeah, that's all right. And, and yeah. then they all go, leaving the four of them stranded. Yeah. That's all right. I don't mind that. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, so they wander up the road to see this ghost monument. And it, Oh, because they know by now it's a TARDIS, don't they? they saw yes. I, I thought that was a bit, a bit strange to solve that right at the beginning. I would have left it where they they've no idea and they just wander up and then see the TARDIS. Yes, yeah. You know, a bit bit of a surprise. It's it's quite a nice scene when the Doctor sees TARDIS. You get there's a nice bit of uh, emotional acting from um, yeah. Jodie Whittaker. I like that. Um, of course, no one out. There's no emotional impact for the others because they've never seen the TARDIS. Well, Graham so recognises yeah. it, it's a police box because yeah. he's old enough to remember he's an old, them. Yeah, he's an old git. Um, so yeah, he recognises it's a police box, and the Doctor says, "No, that's." That's my ship, sort of thing, um, and um, yeah, she does something with the sonic and says, "Come to daddy." Oh no, I mean mummy. And the TARDIS just appears, and it's no, there's, it's, it's not like it's a chore at all, is it? No, there was zero yeah. effort. Yeah. yeah, zero effort, and the TARDIS is there, and then she goes up to it and you know says, "Oh, you've redesigned yourself," and then we go in and get the first look at the. Um, the, the console room, the new one, and I remember at the time being very disappointed with that. Okay. I thought it was like mm, not my favourite. All right. I don't think any of the console rooms have been particularly good since New Who came back. So I mean, you know, out of all the new Tardises, Tardisi that we've seen, um, which which one do you reckon is your favourite from the different um, Doctors? I think I think the. Uh, the weird, you know, the David Tennant coral sort of one. I mm-hmm. think that might have been. Was that no? Because it changed when Eccleston did it. He had a more sort of industrial-looking one, didn't he? And then Matt Smith's one was looked like a sort of just metal work. And yeah, I, th- I think the coral one, mm. the one that um, th- I don't mind this one, but it just looks a bit too produced. With all the crystals and that, and it's like mm. they're making it look like it's grown, like yes, it's organic. 
I mean, you know, the time rotor now isn't yeah. isn't a column anymore, no, is it? It's, it's, it's all crystals. Yeah. What I don't like about any of these TARDIS is, again, because we've had decades of, yeah. you know, the original Who is... I don't like it being all open like this, and you can see underneath and stuff like yeah. that. I want it to be a white room with roundels on it. Yeah, I, I do. I want it to be futuristic, not look like it's been cobbled together in a sort of um, steampunk way. Mm. I'm sick of steampunk, to be honest. So am I. It's, yeah. oh, it's had its day. It has. Um, but also what I really can't abide... Um, in all these incarnations of the new TARDIS is on the console where you've got all the comedy bits like the bicycle yes, pump yeah. and the telephone and here we've well, got a sand timer and we've got a biscuit dispenser. Yeah, the biscuit dispenser's just, again, oh, Jesus. And also the fact that there's a little spinning clear resin TARDIS. Yeah, Why? Police box. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't understand. So if, if the chameleon circuit was fixed, would, would that, that change? change? Yeah. Mm. I mean, the whole idea of this being a machine is just gone, isn't it? Now it's like you say, it's a living thing. It's grown. It's got a personality. It's oh god. It's the wife. It's the doctor's wife. Yeah, doctor's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, and and that's basically where it ends, yes. doesn't it? You yeah. know, um, she's back with her TARDIS, and let's go off on an adventure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This, this is a. It is a, a very forgettable episode. This one. I don't think it's ever going to appear in anyone's favourites list, is it? Like well, I say, it looks gorgeous. It, it looks so cinematic. Yeah. But there's nothing... The fact that they stop like, for a ten-minute chat, and there's not much story anyway. It's like, oh, come on. Can you imagine if this story was actually filmed in an abandoned butlin somewhere in Wales? I think it would be better for it. It wouldn't look gorgeous, though. No, it wouldn't look gorgeous, but it would have left you time... Because I think what they've done is... It, they've they've gone for style over substance, haven't they? They've gone. Don't, don't worry about the story. Look at this amazingness. Yeah. They have lots of lots of um, sweeping shots of the desert, like um, Lawrence of Arabia. We do this. We do. Whereas I think if it was filmed in a, a yeah a wet Welsh holiday camp, you probably would have had to write a story round it. Well, you could have had some bannermen in it in, in it then, couldn't yeah. you? That's the thing. You, you could have some yeah. dead bannermen <laughs> covered in rags. Yeah. Well, this would have been an ideal. I suppose the budget probably wouldn't stretch it, but this would have been an ideal one to be like a, a Keys of Mariner style. Every five minutes, a new thing. This is a race across the planet. Blah blah blah. Mm. You could have had a really nice story, it, but it's just there's no threat to it. No. And and it's like they they they're constantly saying we've got to get there. We're in a hurry, and they're just walking slowly everywhere. Yep. And then stop, have a chat walk a bit more slow and stop and have a chat it there's no there's no urgency to any of it it's just boring yeah, yeah. i think that is it's it is a, a boring episode yeah. it's it's pure filler yes um it's got a, like i say it's got a couple of things that i do like about it i like this i like the scene where the doctor sees the tardis and you, you, you it's really nicely acted there's a couple of good one-liners um and it looks amazing it's got no rewatch value whatsoever. No, that's, and I think that's why I forgot it. I think so, yeah. Mm. Um, and we're finding that with a lot of new Who, it's not designed to be rewatched. No, no, and it none is, of them are classics. Yeah. No, it's literally eye candy, isn't it? You watch it and you go, "Oh, oh, that was good." And then you have a think about it and you go, "Hang on." Mm. Mm. Yeah, Emperor's New Clothes. You're right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> well, part of the Emperor's New Clothes are the rags. Yes. And that's what we've got to rate now. How the bloody hell do you rate a rag? There's another T-shirt. Yeah, how do you rate a rag? The design um, of a rag, for goodness sake. Because normally on a rag, you rate it by how absorbent it is. And, yes. You know, can you wash it? Um, yeah, design on a rag. Um, this is a difficult one, because really... I mean, it should be a zero, because there's no design. But someone's obviously gone, this is a rag, this is what I I'll give it a one for design because someone's had to at least think how does this rag move. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's literally a rag. It's a rag. Um, yeah. I, I gave it a half oh, for well. that very reason. So. I'm being generous. So. Yeah. That, so that's zero point seven five. Um, we <laughs> we have a new who uh, adversary that's on design a zero point seven five. 
a good old Max Capricorn. Yeah. We gave him zero point seven five. So yeah, he's at the level of a rag. Yeah, he was his um, old Max. The actor who played him was in something the other day, and oh, was much it? older. Yeah, so it's like a something modern. And I was saying to Anne, "Who is that?" It's, I don't. It's I so recognise him from somewhere. Yeah. And then she looked at him. She goes, "Oh, he was in Doctor Who." So, oh, who did he play? Max Capricorn. I say, "Oh, uh, we, we spent an hour talking about him." Yeah. All right. How effective is this rag? Um, I like the voice. Mm-hmm. I think the voice is good. Um, but everything else about him is pointless because they sort of when they first see him, they go, "What? The ground's moving." It's like no, there's like six CGI rags coming towards mm-hmm. you. That's not the ground moving. Um, so I, for the voice alone, I'm going to give it a three. Oh. That's quite high. And that's just for the voice. I like Ian Gilder's oh. voice. Well, I, I gave it a two. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a one, which a makes one, it a okay. two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, blimey. So that's a final adversary rating of uh, 1.375. Oh, God, that's getting complicated. So we're going to have to call that 1.4. We'll call it yeah. 1.4. 1.4, yeah. I think we'll round fair. it up to 1.4. And one it's got point... to have something going for it in its life, hasn't it, this rag? This rag. Oh, they're not going to do a eagle moss figure of this, are they? Oh, that would be really? funny. It's just a rag on a stand. Well, at least you, you can, can make, make this. You yeah. can make your own. Yeah. 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 All right. Yes, the rag does indeed have a caravan all to itself. Good. Right. How are you going to tell when you wander in this caravan? How are you going to tell the occupant from the dish rag? <laughs> yes. Uh, right next door is one point five. All right, right. next do- that, next yeah. door to the rag, and if either of these two need a rag, they know where to go. Uh, is the Scovox Blitzer? Yeah, you could give it a polish with that. Yeah, yeah. and the Slither. You could mop up after that. The yeah. Slither looks like it's going to leave a sluggy trail. So. <laughs> oh dear. Is there I anything lower than it? Uh, well, yeah. What in, oh, in adversary it? range? Yeah, yeah one point two five. We've got the Axon Human, the Bannerman, oh, okay. and Android. At one, we've got the Jagrafess. At 0.89, Max Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, 0.75, the Scythra Queen. But still at the bottom of that barrel, 0.25, Lee John Mansell. Oh, God. So he's he's ruined the bottom end of it by being a classic Who person, hasn't he? It's, uh... Lee John Mansell is five places below an old rag. <laughs> I think that sums up everything we need to know. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. it is. We would, ra- we would rather watch rag. an old rag <laughs> than Lee John. Oh dear, oh dear. All right, uh, before uh, we go, uh, a few snippets from behind yes. the scenes. Did um, you work out what they cut the rag from? <laughs> no, I've got nothing on the rag. All right. Um, but I d- what I do have is that this story was filmed, as I say, in South Africa in January 2018, the same time that they filmed yeah. Rosa, which was ah, the next story, okay. you see. Was that yeah. filmed in South Africa? Though? Yes, yes. Mm. I thought it was in America, but I did. I thought, they, yeah, they, I thought they had flown them out to the States. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some changes about the, uh, about the TARDIS. Uh, mm. The St. John Ambulance badge has vanished, first time since uh, the 11th hour. Um, The black text on white phone sign has changed to white text on black, the first time... Why do they keep changing this stuff? I don't know, but but that's the the first time it's changed since the Tom Baker era. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and for the first time since the TV movie, the time rotor no longer extends all the way to the ceiling. No. Okay. this is interesting. I thought this was quite fun, this last bit of information. The uh, Brazilian dub of this story, oh, okay. right? They they changed the names of Audrey Hepburn and Pythagoras. You know, yeah. these were the two people who most probably wore her glasses before. They were changed to Karma Miranda, right? Okay. And Palrimna. Do you know who Pal Rimner is? That, no, I don't know. And also, when Ryan says about, yeah, I can take them on, I've played Call of Duty, yeah. it was changed to GoldenEye 007. Oh, wow, they're a bit behind, aren't they? I think Brazil are a bit behind in their yeah, video games. They're still on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> they're playing GoldenEye yeah. <laughs> back in 2018. Oh, good oh. Lord. Yeah. 
Um, so that's it. That's our talk about rags done. Yes. Um, Next time, are we going from rags to riches? Oh, very oh. good, very good. I, I think we are, certainly partly, because, yeah, it's special time again. It's special. Um, now, are you yeah. going to, because this is your choice, isn't it? Yeah. Are you yes. going to announce it in a Sylvester sort of voice of pronouncing yeah, the name? Uh... I, I, I can try. I'd have to roll my S's, even though it doesn't contain any. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I remember he says it weirdly. But don't, don't worry, listeners. It's not Sylvester McCoy episode we're watching. Um, so we're going to look at Omega. How does he say He says it weirdly. He goes, he Omega. 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 Yeah. Heavily oh. on the Ohm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it's Omega. Yeah. Um, oh my God, it's Omega. That's going on the tagline on yeah. the Azaz. Oh my God, it's Omega. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, which made sense because I'm sure I read something recently that um, he was named Omega because of Ohms. It was to do with the something, electricity. Something with yeah. Electricity. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're looking at Omega. So it's the three doctors. Yes. Oh, I get three doctors in for the price of one. Yep. And it's um, it's uh, Pete Davison. Um, Ark of Infinity, which you I understand only... you haven't watched it. I have now. Oh, you've watched it? Oh, I right. have now, yes. Oh, and you're I, ahead of me then. I know why you've done Omega, because you get yeah. to have three Doctors in one and Colin talk. That's true, yes. As well. I know yeah. your game, mate. So so we're for this special, we're actually getting five Doctors, mm. aren't we? Yes, yeah. This is the five faces well, of Doctor Who. Technically, Omega. it's six, well, seven Doctors, because Omega is mentioned by, you know, uh, Sylvester McCoy yeah. uh, in the Dalek one. The and he got, of Omega. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 uh, he murders Rassilon. Yeah. There you go. And um, I, I, I see there's mention of Omega in the 13th Doctor story, in the Timeless Child thing. There's some mention oh, about Omega. Yes. So uh, we've got to look into that as well. We don't have to watch it, though, do we? No, 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 because he doesn't so, appear, but he is no. mentioned, you know. Yes. So, oh, and you've, wa- you've watched them both, have you? You're ahead of me. No, I haven't watched either of them yet. Oh, no, sorry. I, no, thought, I thought you'd said you watched uh, Ark of Infinity. I know, I, I did after I got it. Yeah. Um, to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah, but I'm saving that for next week. Yeah. Talk I d- a forgetful story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I didn't realise adversaries could be so chubby when I watched yes. that one. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 yeah, the living in a black hole has not done a lot for his waistline, <laughs> has it, really? No, um, no. no. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we'll have a lot to discuss on these ones. I think yeah, no, this is going to be a good one. This is yeah. really going to be a good one. We've, we're, we're resetting, we're going back to classic Who, aren't we? Yes, yeah, and, and what a classic! Yes, I, yeah, what a classic! I yes, think it, I think we'll enjoy that because this is the this is the nice part of this podcast, isn't it? We we finish the new Who, and then we usually get some nice special stuff, classic Who, and then straight back into Billy Bob Hartnell. Billy Bob Hartnell, yeah, yeah. indeed, oh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. All right then. Okay, well, join us, folks, for our special next time. Then, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. Let's get out of here before I. Uh, start yeah, coughing. Be, be careful if you cough and your hanky is actually a dangerous rag. I'm not. No, I'm not going near rags again. Yeah. Oof, no. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. See you next time, folks. No, right. Thanks, then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.